Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, this is the EFL Freezer Crowd podcast, where we take a light-hearted look at all things Football League. You scumbaggy maggot. Matt Smith's really Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James, lifelong Cov fan, and I'm joined each week by self-proclaimed Statman Luke and resident Millwall fan Andy. Gary Monk sacked after a, a nil-nil draw with Millwall as well. Although <laughs> most clubs in the football league would die for a result like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be covering important news, a run through the games, and our all-important goal of the week. Yes. <laughs> 3-0 to the own goal. <laughs> <laughs> so find us with a new episode each Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Aston Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no substitute. Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to Akdong Millwall, number 326, if you can believe it. Dear listeners, actually more shows than that online because I'm not counted in loads of other odds and sods and of material over time. But there we are. 326 is this number show. Joining me to discuss yesterday's one old draw is the, the blue-clad Santa himself that we saw in the photos, Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael. Ho, 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 dear listener. <laughs> hope, you're all, hope you're all well wherever you are. I want to start off with that little um, photo sequence yesterday, Michael. I mean, you know, we, we as a club take a battering, obviously, in the, in the court of public opinion. Um, and we can talk about that till the cows come home. But yesterday's trip to uh, Lewisham Hospital, I think it was, wasn't it, with the Lionesses? is an example of what the club does just as a matter of course. And we, we, we take it all in a stride. But you were involved in that that uh, jaunt down to Lewisham. So I just want to say well done to you, mate. Well, there's a really nice nice morning out, it looked like. No, no, thank you very much. And um, yeah, it, it, it was a great day, um, in truth. There, there was quite a few of us who went down. Um, basically, last year we had the Santa Dash at the Den, which people took part in, which raised money um, and obviously funds for good causes. But due to the... Uh, Due to the pandemic, unfortunately, we couldn't actually do that this year. Or community trust couldn't do that this year, should I say? Yeah. Um, but there, there was an alternate version. Speaking to Sean Daly, um, the Mill Community Trust CEO, um, he mentioned doing a sort of Santa Dash, uh, in another way, where we would uh, we'd all run to the den, or from the den, should I say, to Lewisham Hospital to raise some awareness um, yeah. for what they do. But also, we donated, um, we donated some things like some mince pies for for the residents, and also those who are in hospital at the moment who are unwell. Um, also, a lot of water bottles have been donated um, to the hospital that have all got Millwall branding on, which is great. 
um, because apparently one of the issues during the pandemic um, was getting in like things like water bottles because they had to be you know obviously cleaned and yeah, contaminated or that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, so that yeah. was something that that that's not that's not just a case of oh here's a bottle here's, here's our name on um, you know it looks good. This is something yeah. that it's got to be done you know, properly. Is desperately yeah. needed yeah. exactly, um, and also. And also some calendars. So uh, just to just to make those in the hospital feel better, in March they'll be seeing Jiri Skalak uh, for thirty-one days. <laughs> Haven't they suffered enough, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! No, well done for that. I mean, I, you know, I, I also saw. Um, I think that the community trust were, um, you know, giving away pie mash in conjunction with Manzies in Towbridge Road. Shout out to Manzies giving away pie mash to local. I think elderly residents and they were they were looking for volunteers to help pack it. So if you're in the area and you can help, that's I'm sure they would, they would welcome any any contact. Go to the Millcourt Community Trust uh, feed on Twitter for more details of that. Um, but as we've said, you know, we we the club and the fans combined do loads and loads of stuff, and it's often not such a, a handy story to uh, for the media to to latch on to. But we speak. After yesterday's draw, Michael, which in a funny kind of way seemed to sum up the whole year of Millwall for me, a, a kind of a, uh, a you know a, a game given away slightly, hints of promise on occasion, and somehow um, we, we come away with something, but not quite as much as we thought we should have had. It almost sums up the year 2020 for me in many respects. How did you find yesterday's final draw of Nottingham Forest? Um, I, th- I think I have to agree with you there because. Um... You know, obviously, we had. We'll, we'll touch on the points in more detail in the game yeah. um, or in the show, should I say? But, um, but you know, you had you had the penalty which which should have been given. You had a, a good goal that was scored. You know, great work by John Daddy, who's gone from the Panto villain to actually like <laughs> Aladdin star man. You know, he's doing really well um, with him and Bradshaw linking up. Yep. Um, and then and then literally as, as soon as you, you sit down from celebrating it. You know, it's a really cheap ball over the top that that cost us cost us uh, cost us the three points. The Jed miss as well, which we'll touch on. But yeah, I, I, I do think considering the run we was on prior to this, you'd say that four points in four points out of a possible six won't be bad going. But the way we got those four points, it is disappointing we've not got the full six. So yeah, I do agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's um, <clears throat> as ever this season, I think we've, you know, even, even during the bad run, there, there weren't many bad performances. I think Gary Rowett said that in the in the post-match interview. There weren't actually many really shocking performances. It's just we we, we lack quality and we lack the ability to score goals. I mean, that, that, that that's, a, that's a fundamental part of a football match, but that's where it's, it's kind of gone wrong. I'd, I'd, I'd say only one or two have been really poor performances, uh, Middlesbrough being the you know, the prime candidate on that. And yesterday was was a spirited performance, I thought. I, I, I like the new, um, I think Chris Hewton, uh, the uh, the Forest manager described us as a as a direct side. And I, I think um, there's probably been a, an attempt by Rowett to get away from that tag, Michael. But I, I think in many ways, it's I'd, I'd call it more simplified as, as, a, you know, as, as a style of football. I think that we suit it better. I think the players are more comfortable. Um, everyone knows their place in this kind of format, and for better or for worse, it's it's probably our best card to play for what what is left of this strange season now. So I I, I don't mind the direct tag if it, if it if the hat fits, wear it. I say um, certainly nice not to see such fussiness in midfield and 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 balls being given away fundamentally. Because I think that was where it's going wrong. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and and ultimately, I know we we said it on the or you guys said it on the last show, and it was commented that 
you know, Rowick's coming, maybe he's not got the personnel to no. want to play the style he's got. But it's a little bit similar to a degree of the whole, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of thing. The, the problem you have when you have new managers come in or managers who who want to use the club to obviously go on to bigger and better things is they try to change sort of too much too quickly. And I think to a point, I know Rowett's had a little while now here, but um, you think of, you said before, with him having a speech mark to Neil Harris' side, um, he needs to really start implementing his ideas once he's had a good clear out and actually brought in a good, decent amount of players that are his. So I think, yeah, for the time being, while it's getting results and it seems to be getting some positive performances, stick with a direct football and then gradually, gradually start bringing in these changes you want to bring in. You know, you've got, you've got players there who, who like or not like, but seem better for the more direct style. So, yeah, you know, if, if, especially at the moment where we are struggling for points and we were struggling for, struggling for performances, if that will get you out of a rut and put you in a position where you can actually then start thinking yeah. I might change a few things here and there, then, yeah, go for it. Go for it. But it, it, it's working at the moment. At the moment. Yeah, I mean, long, long. I mean, football is fundamentally a series of individual games, so you can you can have a strategy, but unfortunately, you're judged on the the immediacy of the result and of the last game that you just played. Um, just talking about two Gary Rowett players that weren't in the squad, and I find this quite interesting. And I've not seen much comment on this, and I don't know if you've picked up on anything, Michael. I certainly haven't seen much on the, on the social media at all about uh, Ryan Woods. And Scott Malone not being in the squad, not being in the match day um, unit. And you know, when you look at the bench, um, I know I know Ryan Woods has his critics, and and um, you know, and Scott Malone has his critics. Um, I, I don't mind them as players in the right eleven, but um, certainly they've not they've not looked um, you know uh, they've not looked like uh, good fits in recent performances anyway. But not even on the bench. And you've got, got kids. You've got Hayden Muller. You've got Junior Tiense. Uh, you've got Tyler Bury, who we've seen a few times now. But for them to be occupying those 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 spots over and above Ryan Woods and and you know these are experienced players at, at, at this level. I don't know if they're injured. It seems a, it seems um, a strange one if they're not injured. I don't know if you read any any more. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Do you think I am? I'm not going for the tea leaves theory of. I, th- you know, I think you're being uh, slightly cynical, Nick. If well, that's, that's, that's not no, like uh, me either. It's not like me. No, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I've, I've sort of, I think I read somewhere that there was a, an injury or, or, right. or something. So I'm not, I'm not 100 sure if it was to do with form. But one of the things I, I do like about Gary Rowett, let's say they are 100 fit, he's not scared to sort of drop people to give them a kick up the arse, or he's not scared to put people or youngsters on the bench if it feels it will get something out of other players. Um, Ryan Woods is a luxury player. Um, there's no doubt about that. You know, not, not many, not often do a, the mill will have the time to have a midfielder who actually, you know, wants to bring a ball down, have a look and spray a 30-yard pass. Yeah. And Scott Malone's a little bit of that sort of, not headless chicken is the wrong way of putting it, but he doesn't have the discipline defensively that, that Murray Wallace has. So it could be injury. Um like you, I don't think they're sort of technically bad enough to deserve to have been dropped. And, you know, for those type of players, I always think that there is a place for them in the squad. Um, even if it is on the bench, they come off last 20 minutes, etc. But, yeah, no, uh, I, I think I think it might be the kick up the backside they needed. But 
Drew, on the other foot, if you want to be positive, it's good to see our young sort of players getting a bit of experience on the bench and getting a few minutes here and there, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. And, um, you know, whatever the whatever the background, maybe I'm falling into the soap opera theory of, of Millwall Football Club, dear listeners, but I've been around, like you, dear listener, you've been around a long time at Millwall, so soap opera is never far from the the uh, the surface <laughs> the den so um we, we'll, we'll watch that unfold we'll see see what the 11 is for the uh, the next game which i think is bournemouth after christmas isn't it yeah um, yeah we'll see, we'll see see if those two feature for that just to touch on just to touch on the ryan wood i think he's very much in danger i, th- I think with millwall we always say there's a sort of millwall type player don't we you know you've got to be a certain quality to play for this club um and all the sort of uh narrative that goes around that but I think that Ryan Woods could possibly be in danger of falling into that sort of Josh Wright or Ed Upton role um, at Millwall where that's like the tier four of the football scene that isn't it <laughs> that, that's like tier five of the football scene isn't it, it can't get much worse than that um, but no in all, in all seriousness I, I think you, you can all you can see there's a player there Oh, absolutely! And you can see, absolutely. you can see there's abilities. The same, same as Josh Wright. I always, I always remember, like I know he always got a bit of a bad run because of, uh, you know, who his brother was and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a player there as well. It just, it just didn't fit. And same as Ed, Ed Upson. When Ed Upson did play, he wasn't too bad. And you know, when when he did leave Millwall, I was quite surprised. But some yeah. players it just doesn't seem to click. And I think Ryan Woods could be in danger of it, it being like that for him because he, he he clearly is a talented boy. There's no denying it. It's just, they're both talented players. Let's not let's not be let's not be silly about it. Whether they're Millwall players is 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 another matter. That that's that's open to question. I mean, the other thing that is very very Millwall. I mean, apart from the, the soap opera that forever bubbles under the surface, is we have a strong um, innate need for a scapegoat. And I think Woods is falling into the kind of the Ian Holloway witchcraft pincushion. Um, you know, where you can you can have it in your inner corner of your room, you and can stick pins into it just to to kind of vent your own pain at, 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 at some of the performances we've seen recently it's up to him I mean if he's injured that's fair enough um I, you know we, none of us are privy to that but I just found it an intriguing double um a double double drop for whatever reason two experienced players there um I want to got to talk about the handball Michael which was came about three or four minutes into the game which was as clear a handball under the modern definition of the offense as you're going to see and for some reason um uh, yet another shockingly poor referee doesn't give it. I, I, I don't know where we go with this, really. I mean, none of us want VAR, but, um, you know, that was that was a penalty. That should have been a penalty. That would have changed the course of the game, almost certainly. And we don't get it. And I find that... I, I think I'm yeah. finding it boring. I mean, it, it, you just keep saying the same things. How many times have we said that this season? I know, it was. It was absolutely disgraceful, really. I mean, I, I watched it again a few times, like, like watched it back. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for punishment dear listener so you know i'm one of the people who watches youtube videos of bad things happening but um no i i just i mean there, there was even a bit of me where i was watching it thinking could you excuse possibly the fact that maybe it wasn't a goal bound effort but then you're thinking well then you get crosses blocked for handball and they're not yeah. on target no so absolutely. you you know you, you're right so it, it was an appalling decision. It was appalling because you can't you can't even say as well like well you know normally when someone gets hacked down in the first five ten minutes they normally don't get booked they just get a very stern telling off the whole well if this was an hour later you'd be in the book by now so we'll let one go. You can't even say that it's it's a stonewall penalty, and no matter how you try and defend it, it just it just it's just indefensible. But 
I just think the referee was poor overall yesterday because I remember that was it Samba? I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah. But he he um, he got booked in on the half hour mark when you know like he was running back. He had his arms up. Someone cut across him, and he to be fair to him, he had his arms up before he did like you know there was even any contact made, and the yeah. ref instantly pulls out the card and books him. So as horrendous <clears throat> as the penalty was, and you can't really sort of compare it to anything else that was given for us. It, it just was a poor refereeing performance. And I think the stats at half-time as well, weren't it? Something like five yellow cards Yeah, he was called. That's, that's, nice. that's atrocious. That's atrocious for a, for a sort of professional referee to be given that many, um, that many cards just at half-time. You know, well, you think it was Christmas with all the cards going around. But he... I mean, it, he, it was, it was, I mean, it, it was a shocking performance. And the, the cards, I mean, I, I was amazed that we still had... Um, both sides had 11 players on the pitch by the end of it because I thought, you know, the number of cards he was handing out for relatively minor infringements in the game, you thought, well, if someone's going to get a second yell, you're going to get a number of players walking off the pitch the way, if he's consistent. But of course, it wasn't a dirty game. It was it was a full-on contest in, you know, in, in tough English conditions, but it wasn't a dirty game by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, with the, with the, the yellow cards he was dishing out, you'd have had two or three red cards by the end of the game. It just wasn't a game that would have justified that. I wonder whether the fourth official maybe had, had a word with him because he was he seemed to calm down. I, th- I think it's one of the effects, Michael, that not having any fans in the den because you know the crowd would have been on that uh, referee's case. Um as soon as that, that penalty wasn't given, he would have been public enemy number one for the afternoon. And yeah, you know, that would have that would have um well it can go one or two ways. It can either start to uh, work in your favor or work it against you. But certainly it would have been a a hectic afternoons, um, you know, a, a torrent of, uh, of vitriol being dished down upon him. But in the in the cold, calm kind of atmosphere of an empty den, you, I think he had a, ch- a chance to um, turn the temperature down a little bit in his own decision making. And uh, I mean, you know, towards the end of the game, he wasn't so bad, but certainly that was a shocker of a first half and a clear mm. handball penalty not given. Um, it's a game of very little, you know, comparatively little chances other than the, that that talking point. I mean, I know the second half opened well with um, a really nice goal, in all honesty, by the, the 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 kind of budding partnership. Is this a partnership, Bradshaw and Bavarsen? Is this a partnership yet in your eyes? I I know it down there's B and B, like a like a, a new kind of um, you know, a new double act up front. It'd be great if it works. If it if it is so, so they look quite good together. I thought. Yeah, well, well, I actually noted, Dan, um, it's strange how he's gone from John Baddy to Daddy Cool in the matter of only a couple of uh, couple of games, isn't he? A week is but a long time at Millwall. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You can see I'm trying to get the puns in as well, can't yeah. you? Um, but no, it, I, I think they seem to work very well together. They're clicking well together. And and Bradshaw, I mean, I've always been a supporter of him as a player. When people were giving him stick a little while ago, I was, you know, I was, I was behaving like I was his mum, the way I was defending some <laughs> of the chances he was missing and everything. But, but I mean, he, um, he, he clearly, again, is another player who has clear talent when he gets to service. You know, that's, that's two chances he's had now. Um, and there's, there's two or two clear-cut chances he's had and two that have gone in. He scored two and two. He's, he's a good striker. The, the, the style of play now seems to be playing to Odvarsson's strengths as well. Yes, where it does. Yes, be a bit more, a bit more of a dogged performance, you know. Yeah. And and again, are, are we now? Is it now sort of coming coming to fruit, if you will? So, is it too quick to say that they're a good partnership? <clears throat> Possibly. Um, you know, we need to see it about in another two, three, four more games time. You know, 
consistent run. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's working. But also, let, let's jump on the Nick Hart bus of cynicalism. There's a transfer window coming, and John Daddy's picking up some form. <laughs> well, that may be it. That may be it. It'd be wonderful if um, you know if this is a partnership that clicks and works. And you're right; it's only a couple of games into this nascent partnership, and we, we wait to see with interest. Um, I, I think it's interesting to see the, the difference that the new style has made to the whole side because we are probably a more logical side for a, for a, a group of players with with our, our quality and we have to be upfront and say that we, you know, I think they're a willing bunch of blokes but they're not um, top quality as the equaliser showed um, almost yeah. seconds after. We're I, crap but we try. We're crap but we try. That's the mo- that could be the Millwall Club motto. Um <laughs> I, I, I actually missed the goal. I, I went up to go and put the kettle on. I thought, great, we're one nil up. I'll just stick the kettle on, get a cup of tea going. And when I came back, all I could see was um, you know, the aftermath of, um, of of the goal. So I, I only saw it on the replay, but it looked like a pretty basic long ball right down the middle, you know, kind of Wimbledon style from 1988, which seemed to completely befuddle yeah. the defence. Um, a very soft goal, a very frustrating goal. And, you know, how Jake Cooper and, and Sean Hutchinson did not deal with that as, as meat and drink is beyond me. Um, really, really hard to, really soft goal it was described on TV. And I think that's the best you can say about it, Michael. Yeah. And, and, and it is unfortunate for them because, you know, you get some players who, who, who not, what's the wrong word? You can't sort of say like deserve it, but they get caught out with things like that. Well, that's a weak point of their game. But I mean, those two have been so steady this yeah. season, especially yeah. when we've been so poor at times, you know, because um, as, as much as Gary Rowett said, you know, we've not had poor performances, there haven't been some good ones. And if it wasn't for those two, and um, I'm just going to say for Barzan in Golden, but um, Bill Piakowski <laughs> in Golden, yeah, yeah. um, um, then we would have been in a lot more trouble. So you sort of look at those and you feel a little bit sorry for them because you think they, they don't deserve that. But again, it, it, football is a cruel, cruel game, as we all know. You know, you switch off for yeah. a second at, at any level, um, any level you'll, you'll concede. But yeah, it's, you, you shoot yourself in the foot because, again, you've got John Daddy up front with um, Bradshaw, who's, who's, you know, they're, they're making chances or they're making efforts out of nothing, really. And then well, that's, they that's how I describe it. Like I describe it energy because we actually didn't create many chances. Um, we, we, we had a fantastic chance that fell to Jed on, on 51 minutes, which was a, a really intelligent ball through from, from John Daddy, which is another interesting strand to his game, who who knew that he was, um, well, we don't, didn't really know what kind of game he had because he didn't show it, but um, he, he looked quite a, you know, a player willing to challenge for a header and a player willing to pick a pick a decent pass yesterday. It's, it's, a, it's an intriguing development in the John Daddy Budvarsen story, just as January's transfer window beckons, you're dead right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a, that was a, Gary Rowett described Jed's, um, he didn't quite shoot, he didn't quite cross, he didn't quite do anything, but he described that as lack of confidence. Um, and I think probably the whole team is still feeling its way back into a style that they can they can live with. And um, in a game of few chances, Michael, you just can't afford to miss those ones, can you? No, no. And we always said it um, about the difference between League One and League One and the Championship. In, in League One, if you're a good side, you'd get five, six, seven chances a game. Um, I mean, I think that was all jokes aside, not not poking fun, but why Gregory probably seems so deadly at League One level and not in the Championship because, you know, he, he didn't get as many chances. But it, as you say, it proves that yesterday, we, we had no real, real chances um, 
you know, aside from the goal in that jet effort, I know Leonard had one late on in the game that got tipped over nicely, but you're, with the higher up the divisions you go and the higher up the pyramid you go, the more uh, the more these chances get get taken away from you and you've got yeah, to be you've clinical. You've got to take them. Because yeah. if you if you miss it, as it shows at this level, and, and what a classic example yesterday, you missed one. It, it you you don't get many other chances, and therefore you lose your points that you worked hard to get. You know, and and, and, and the thing is, we say we know players like we 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 think we know Jed or from what we see him on the pitch. He'll be kicking himself yeah. that um, he missed that. I mean, I'd rather he kicked it in than kicking himself. But um, it, yeah, he'll be disappointed he's missed that. Um, and he'll probably sort of half need an arm around him. But again, he's he's been a player who's similar to Hutchins and Cooper. I don't think he deserves that. I think he I think he sort of deserved that to go in. So he just needs to dust himself off and uh, and, and and go again, as the cliche says. True. I, I want to be positive. I want to leave the yesterday's game on a positive. I mean, there was, there was a very late late chance, um, a volley, I think, from uh, a shot from distance from Ryan Leonard on ninety plus three. It was tipped over by the goalkeeper. Um, which was which should have been a nice, um, you know, if that had gone in. But um, one thing I do want to stress on the positive side, Michael, is over the course of the game, apart from giving Nottingham Forest that equaliser, which is kind of effectively what it was, they didn't create any clear-cut chances. I've got no clear-cut chances for Forest. I know that um, on TV, the commentary were saying how they look dangerous going forwards. And, and I suppose in a similar way to us, where we look dangerous going forwards without creating clear-cut chances. And so it was for them, maybe one half chance on 77 minutes. I've got a little bit of ping-pong in the Millwall box and that was cleared. Um, but it's it's a good defensive performance apart from one aberration, really, which is a very odd, um, very Millwall combination of events. Um, I like the energy of the team. I, th- I, th- I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't want to kind of make out that this was a fantastic... Uh, footballing extravaganza yesterday, everyone didn't see it, but uh, it was just good to see a Mill team get stuck in and show a bit of fight and bite at home. And, you know, in, in a tight game, we, we 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 probably should have edged it and didn't. And that's 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 refreshing because, you know, that's that's what went off the boil a little bit in that awful 10 game, um, you know, um, run with no no wins at all. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we were lost um, in that 10 game run and, and we've got we've got a, a sense of an identity back. Um, which, That's which a good I way to put it. And, and, yeah, good yeah, way to put it. And and I, I, have, I have to admit as well, it was it, it it was it was refreshing as you say. Steve. It, it it wasn't a particularly good game attack wise, as you mentioned. Um, you know there there was very little. Um, at least another positive, the eye follow didn't go down. Um, I think. No, I, I think do. <laughs> One thing, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's like a first world problem when you start to complain about the direction, uh, the, the ethics and, and values of the director of the uh, of the football uh, TV show yesterday. But there was one moment, there was a, a Millwall attack was on and we, we seemed to linger for about a minute on Stephen Reid in the, in the, um, in the forest away dugout. But what, I, I, you know, we all love Reedy and he's, he's always welcome at the den, but I don't need to look at him for a minute whilst we're on the attack and possibly going to get a, a goal scoring chance going, you know, possibly. No, exactly. Um, exactly. But so, no, I thought, I thought, one, one other positive I'd like to take as well. I thought, um, I thought again, Parrot was good. Um, there was a couple of moments when he when he was on the ball, he, he held up really nicely. I can't remember the exact minute now, but I remember there was one point where he actually brought the ball down, looked up, dropped a shoulder, beat a man, and played it out wide. And you think for a boy of what eighteen? Oh, he's he, clearly he, got, that was good to see. He's clearly he's, got he's clearly a talented boy. 
very talented. Yeah. He's, I think he's still yeah. finding he's finding his place in, and and so he will. He's only he's only eighteen, so he's, he's and he's in a a very very tough environment. I still think he's not quite um, found his place in the side, or he doesn't quite have his role yet. I think you know we hope that that will be coached into him over the over the remainder of his loan term at, at the Den. Um, we're going to take a short break, dear listeners. We're going to have a listen to the voicemails from the chaps. And then we'll be right back after that. I'm just going to run over a few of the internet comments with you, Michael. We'll be, we'll be back after these messages. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, it's another draw for the championship draw specialists. I thought it was another good performance overall today. Very scrappy first half. You know, how the referee missed that penalty for handball is beyond me. It was one of the most blatant handballs I've ever seen. Um, absolutely disgrace. Um, but, you know, it really came to life, I guess, in the second half. And we scored an excellent goal. I mean, John Daddy Bodvarsson, whatever row it's been putting in his water, I want to drink some of that because... He he was absolutely excellent today. I mean, the only other really good chance that we made was a, an excellent through ball from Bod Varson. And then Jed almost looked like he was caught in two minds on whether to shoot or cross. And uh, he did neither in the end. Um, interesting omissions from the squad, I guess, without Ryan Woods and Scott Malone. Um, I mean, I'm supportive of this decision because we are playing better without those two players. But... It is it is quite interesting. I don't know whether they maybe have a knock or or if it was just a selection choice, but but um yeah, we, I think we're playing better without them, so you know, they shouldn't be in the side. Um I mean, overall it is disappointing if you look at where Nottingham Forest are in the table and we're playing them at home. You know, that's probably a team that we should be beating, but at the moment because we've been on such a horrible a terrible run of form and only turning that round midweek I guess a good performance and a point isn't the end of the world um, and you know I'm starting to be a bit more positive I think things are looking up um, 
But yeah, tough game against Bournemouth on Boxing Day. That's going to be a real test. And um, I would be quite happy if we continue to be the draw specialist in the league if we if we get a point against them. Um, Come you, Lions. Another draw for Millwall. And it's becoming all too regular now. I think Gary Rowett probably says the same thing after every match where we were probably the better side, probably could have won the game, but didn't have enough to win. Um, first half, I thought, was as bad as we've played of late. I mean, there's a lot of performances you can pick out, but we were really, really poor, really sloppy. Um, there was no sort of attacking idea. The defence was fine, but Forrest were really, really poor. They look like a side that are going to struggle in a relegation battle, to be honest. They don't look like they have many ideas. But the second half was a lot better. Bradshaw and Bodvarsson both linked up well. A little bright spark there, I guess, if going forward they're going to be the go-to strike partnership. Um, I like having Ryan Leonard back in the side. He adds that thrust and a bit of uh, tackling and a bit of energy in the midfield, which I think we have missed when he was out of the team. But other than that, just a really, really shit bit of defending to let Forrest score just a minute after we've taken the lead was literally their only opening all game. And it's so typical of where we all are at the moment to to let that one in. Um, other than Jed's chance, which was a really, really bad miss, to be honest, caught between having a cross and a shot when he really should have just at least tested the keeper, but in the end just passed it off the pitch. Other than that, there was no real clear-cut opportunity for Millwall. So I think in an attacking sense, we really need to come up with some ideas. I think we were quite poor going forward, to be honest, um, throughout the game other than the goal, which was a good bit of work from Bodvarsson. But same old problems every week at the moment. Definitely need to do something about it in January. I think an attacking midfielder who can unlock a defence, who can you know put their foot on the ball and, and dictate the play a little bit, is 100% what we need, someone we can orchestrate attacks through. I think we don't have a 10 in the side that can do that. Thompson really isn't cutting it, and when he is on form, he he doesn't pass, he gets in the box. So definitely need someone there. Other than that, I think there's, other than just adding squad depth and, and not having injuries, that's pretty much it. But I mean, since the day Rowett walked into the door, we've needed that position, and, and we haven't done anything to address it yet. So... Hopefully in January we see a bit of a change and hopefully it will be the catalyst for some good form next year. Hello. Hello, Nick. Barry Mooligan, just to say how pleased it was to see that performance last night and I'm pleased for Gary Rowett. Too many people were calling for his head, which I thought was ridiculous. But certain players out there showed us what they can do. It's about time. And plus, now reading today, the Referees Association admitted that Millwall should have had three penalties in the Blackburn game. What would that have done to our season if we'd have got those and gone on to win that game? It might change the whole format of what we've gone through now. Anyway, that's my rant. All right, have a good one, mate. Just to clarify, Barry's message did, of course, come from the midweek win at Bristol. Back to the show. You're listening to Afton Norwell. Welcome back, dear listeners. Big thank you to the boys for their for their voicemails. If you want to leave me a message, dear listener, do. Um, we've got an answer phone machine set up. Um, not physical. It's not actually physically set up. We live in a digital age now, don't we? It's, 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 it's an online concept. But 0208 144 0232. Tell me who you'd put into the team 
who you put out of the team in the January transfer window, who are your ins and who are your outs in the January transfer window, and, and any any messages that don't include expletives. I'll, um, I'll uh, well, actually, we, if they're good ones and they do include expletives, I might run them anyway, but uh, leave us a message. We want to hear from you. I want to run a few comments from the net past you, Michael, before we close out, mate. Um, Forest boss Chris Hewton says it was a fair result. Um, we were playing against a very direct team. Um, I don't know. Are we a very direct team now? I, I, I wouldn't have said we were. It doesn't feel like a very direct style that we've got. We've just got a little bit more um, willingness to, to put balls into areas for, for, for forwards to chase. I think that makes us direct. I suppose we'll have to wear it, wear it. But I'm not sure we're quite at that level yet, are we? No, no, I, I think that's, uh, I mean, I, I like Chris Hewton and when we was uh, a little bit back on, backwards and forwards before Rowett arrived, who the manager would be, I think he was available at the time, wasn't he? I said yeah. I would have him at the den, but no, I can't see what he's trying to say there. I, I think he's trying to, I think he's trying to sort of half still paper over the cracks that are at, that are at Forest because yeah. there's obviously still issues there. You know, there's obviously still problems um, that he needs to work on and sort of do that by sort of, sort of deflecting, not the blame if you will, by deflecting some of the attention to another style. Um, I think that's why he's done it. Um, I don't think we're any more direct, as you, as you say, than, than we were um, under sort of Neil Harris, and that's not knocking Neil Harris's style, but we're certainly not that long ball team that we were when we were called direct then. Definitely not. So, because, no, you're wrong, some, Chris. You're wrong, Chris, that's right. I mean, they've got some decent players. I mean, two two players that are both ex-Millwall in their different ways, Lewis Graben. And late Lyle Taylor came in. I mean, both both good players. Let's be let's be um, let's be adult about it. Um, mm. But not, both looked slightly out. They looked lost. I mean, Graben had no influence, and even Taylor, when he came in late, didn't have much of an influence. It's there's a lot of decent players at Nottingham Forest, but no team cohesion. It's a very strange um, position. It must be for him to find himself in. But maybe that, as you say, maybe that direct jibe is is a, as a method of trying to. Um, I don't know take away the sour taste from from his side uh mm. gary rowett says we we have got to be more clinical um jed has had a moment where we should put the game to bed maybe it shows lack of confidence we've touched on that already um tony monday says a disappointing result but i can't argue with that performance we dominated the second half and really deserved the win i think we did deserve to win that michael should have won it really if Maybe that's why it feels a bit painful because it's, it's it's points lost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it is because um, as as we said with with the goal and and the taking the chances, it was and I'm, we're sort of our flogging a dead horse here, but yeah. it was a very 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 bad defensive error. Our goal was a very very worked goal between two centre forwards, and theirs was a very 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 bad goal. There was a and, difference. There was a difference. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and that and that's the difference. So it weren't as if we played and we were like, well, to be. To be fair, we were quality, but that twenty-yard screamer they put in the top corner, no one was saving that. It was, it was, it was awful defending when we switched off. So that's yep. why it feels a bit more painful. Praise from Tony for Bodvarsson, who was excellent. He says, and Ryan Leonard. Let's mention Ryan Leonard, Michael, because um, he's, he's become a bit of a bit of a boot, you know, um, a, a punch bag online at times. And I thought he made one or two really decent runs. Uh, the opinion seems to vary on his quality, but. Um, I thought it was a committed performance by Ryan Leonard yesterday. Some really nice surging runs, which I love to see. Yeah, he, he, he's a good player. And, and he had a stop-start start to his career at, at Millwall when he first signed. He, was, he obviously had the pressure of the price tag um, on his head as well, which for most other clubs isn't a lot of money, but for us it is. Um, he seemed to be a little bit of the fall boy when it was going wrong when, when Raoult dropped him. I think it was Ryan. Was it Ryan who said it last week? that Yeah. He, yeah. he, he, probably, he probably didn't do... 
bad enough to be dropped, but someone had to be. So unfortunately, it was him. Um, or words to those affected. So I think I paraphrased Ryan there. But yeah, he's come back in. He's taken the ball by the horns, and um, he, he has talent, and and he can hit a ball from like thirty yards, which is a decent, he's got, he's decent, a decent weapon attribute. to have in your arsenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just to give the other side of the coin on the Ryan Leonard question, listeners, um, Phil Clark asks Tony, are you being serious? Not quite, well, it's rude, I'm paraphrasing. Are you being serious? Ryan Leonard has to be one of the worst pastors in the division. Um, his other work is great, but he gives the ball away too often, too cheaply. I think possibly that's that's a that's a squad flaw for me, Phil. I don't know that Ryan Leonard is, is part of that squad, and I think, I pin it. I pin that on on a lot of other players too. Um, if we're going to be honest, uh, Richard Corley. Yeah, just, just blame Skalak. Just blame Skalak. Who came into the game yesterday and had, had very little influence, but he did at least appear. So it's good to see him. Um, but Varson having a, his best spell in the mill shirt says Richard Corley. Been involved in plenty of their attacking play. Um, man of the match on TV. I think I think it's probably a fair call for man of the match. Would you Would you take him as your most valuable player yesterday? Yeah. Um, Michael, um, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. John Hedges says, uh, spirited performance, agreeing with me actually on, on Lions, certainly spirited, but too little real testing of the Forest goalkeeper. And I think that's 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 a bit of point we've made, and Gary Rowett's made, and a vulnerable defense leading to a woeful opposition goal. Um, he also queries the substitutions, as does Tony Evans, actually. Um, so subs at 89 minutes, says John, and Tony Evans says, wrong subs at wrong time. We were on top when Rowett made the substitutions. Um, don't know. I suppose some of those players will be will be burned out. I mean, Bob Varson looked pretty, um, you know, grateful to be coming off the pitch. And it's, it was heavy conditions yesterday. Rain, driving Bermondsey Day in the under the grey sleet skies of you know of South Bermondsey. It must have been a must have been a tough, um, full on, you know, athletic experience for them yesterday. I, I, I guess mm. that was part of the decision making. Yeah, you you say that. Though. Fun, funny enough, I, I made a because I, I obviously made a few notes prior to this recording as well. I, I, I made a similar thing. I said two ninety-minute subs when at one all should only really make those type of subs when winning and trying to hold on to a lead. If if, if you're chasing a game and chasing the points, you, you don't you don't bring on two players on ninety minutes, in my opinion. So I do sort of half mirror what they say. I, I see your point. I see your point with the heavy conditions and being burned out, etc. But I don't not ninety-minute substitutions when you're drawing isn't isn't really something I would do personally, but it's a modern game now, Nick, and I'm, I'm slowly becoming a dinosaur as much as I'm only um, 34 years old. Aren't we all, mate? Aren't we all? Well, there we are. I think, that's, I think we've, we've done yesterday's game to, to death, last game before Christmas. And if you're looking for that little stocking filler, which we all are, um, Michael, aren't we? we're always looking for a stocking filler, why not consider the Achtung Millwall calendar, which is available right now on the Mill Supporters Club shop site. Big thank you to the MSC for hosting that. Again, it's a massive help to me. Um, I've done a kind of a historical calendar um, featuring some of the players and personalities that featured in our summertime lockdown podcast with Neil Fissler, the historical players from the kind of Victorian era, the pre-First World War, post-First World War era. Some real great names and characters on there. And... Um, the profits will support the the Melzer House Kids Hospice and the Mill Community Trust that, that do the kind of fantastic work that we spoke about at the start of today's show. So do have a look on the MSC site. I'll stick a link on the on the show notes for that. Um, and yeah, um, it will help you count down the days till Tier Four ends, Michael. We don't know when that's going to be at the moment, do we? Um, the, the the current lockdown here in the UK. No. 
God, it, it, yeah, in, in it, London, it in London town, bloody five. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So there yeah. we are. Um, it's a happy tier four Christmas being wished to all of our listeners around the world. Um, big thank you to Michael Avery for taking time out on his Sunday to, to join the show. Um, I don't know, wherever you're listening in this world, um, let's hope that you get through a as good a Christmas as you can possibly have. Um, we'll be back next week after the Bournemouth away game, which I think is that a Boxing Day game, Michael? I can't remember. 27th, is it? I, I think it might be. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Somewhere around there. After Christmas. So until then, I think from all of the chaps on, on Achtung Millwall, it's been a funny old year so far, but we've got some more shows yet to do before the year completes. Um, and I know from you, Michael, too, it's going to be wishing all of our listeners a very happy Christmas. And we'll be back after the festive season. Until then. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A Riverdale Millwall. Till next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.